Hey, beautiful people, this is Kimmy B. You already know what your girl loves. And Melly Mel. And you are listening to Black on the Prowl on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. So, guys, we are back in the studio, and I'm glad to, well, we're not in the studio, but we're back, you know, on campus. We're virtual. <laughs> we're virtually in the studio, but we're back on campus. Yeah. That's the important part. And I'm glad to be. Um, we had that extended summer. Um, how was y'all summer? Boring. <laughs> Boring. I it work. was interesting. I feel, I, I worked a little bit. I think it was a little interesting because I definitely got closer to my brother. So that was nice. That was nice. I got closer to family, at least. Oh, that's good. Somewhat. Yeah, I, say the same. I, say I will the same. say, this is the first time I've been home where, like, me and my mom were stuck together for a long period of time, and we really didn't argue. Like, I pretty much spent my whole summer with my parents, and it was actually mm-hmm. pretty good. It was pretty chill. <laughs> I was saying, I just also thought it was nice to be alone and to really connect with yourself. Like, I feel like everybody saw a different side of their selves that they didn't see in themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. yeah. yeah for me, Got to learn a lot about you. Yeah, I said the same. For me, mostly, um, in the words of Fats Waller, I had nothing to do and all day to do it. So I took <laughs> my time. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, my summer was fine. Like, like, And when I ask anybody, they always say, you know, it was as well as it could have been. Um, but Yeah. Yeah. It was decent. But get into our content for today. First, I want to hit you with a black fact attack. Today, we're going to be talking about um, Dr. Charles Drew. So Dr. Charles R. Drew was born on June 3rd, 1904 in Washington, D.C. And he was a true pioneer in the medical field. Um, He pioneered a method of storing blood plasma for transfusions. And he actually organized the first large-scale blood bank in the U.S. during uh, World War II. After the war, he began to develop a blood storage program at the American Red Cross, but he Mm -hmm. resigned. Soon after, officials decided to segregate the blood of African Americans. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Drew continued on to become, yeah, (laughs) that's America. (laughs) But he continued to become a chief surgeon at Freeman's Hospital in Washington, D.C., and the first black examiner for the American Board of Surgery. This is coming to you from BurkersHospitalReview.com. Wow, that's just love black people. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We invented stuff. Like when you think of anything that's like a major innovation that we use on a daily basis, black, black people. people. <laughs> Everything. Black people. <laughs> so definitely, I they know. can't send us back. <laughs> Yeah, because we'll take everything with us, and there won't be nothing left. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of walls. <laughs> uh, but no, even, like, I saw a um, post that was talking about, like, um, basically saying that black people, like, built America. Like, honestly. like when you We did. About, like, not just think about, like, I mean, of course, slavery and, like, building the wealth that, you know, these rich people, uh, you know, um, benefit from today. But just like, like I just said, regular inventions, like the remote control, that was invented by a black man. Traffic lights black people mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff was invented by black people and then the credit was stolen like a lot of other stuff so it's, it's no telling we probably everything like the light honestly. bulb a black man helped to create the light bulb mm-hmm. yes yes he did yeah there's so much stuff and a lot of people don't know about it so i think we might need to do an episode just on black inventions in general because it's so many you know and it's so many things that people won't even won't even thinking about you know on a daily basis that you're using 
and you know a brother or a sister invented that thing that you're just using every day taking advantage of so mm-hmm. that's definitely something to think about but preach um, Reverend Kenny preach <laughs> yeah I know it now yeah I know it I'll get I'll get take us to church in here now but um, <laughs> <laughs> um but let's get into your topic though on um getting into like this presidential election and everything going on with politics right now this year yes politics has really plagued this summer everything this mm-hmm. summer was just politics it was a lot Mm-hmm. Every so minute ahead. of it. Yeah, so we're going to unpack all of that that we had to deal with this summer so we can unpack it, lay it out on the table, and leave it there because I feel like I've been talking about politics all summer. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. You can't you pretend and sit there like it's not happening. Open your eyes. It's here. It's here. Open You're at that eyes. age now. Come on. <laughs> so, starting off with politics, let's get into our upcoming presidential election. Mm. We have 59 days until the presidential election. And I hope and pray we won't have about one, two or three specials on it. So I ain't going to talk about it again, but I'm just going to do a quick shout out that if you are listening and you are not registered to vote, please go register. Definitely. Yes. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> but yes, there are 59 days until our upcoming presidential election. Recently, both the Democratic and Republican parties had their conventions where the Democratic Party officially announced um, Joe Biden will be running for them with his running mate, Kamala Harris. And of course, um, the Republican Party will have President Trump running on their behalf. We've also been, we also dealt with the loss of John Lewis in dealing with politics. Congressman John Lewis passed away during the summer, rest in peace. Very thoughtful man who was very was a key member of the civil rights movement good trouble y'all which is what we kind of getting into these days we getting into a lot of good trouble and also dealing with the election oh lord <laughs> i don't even want to talk about it <laughs> kanye west is trying to run for president lord help kanye is um oh. currently as of now as of um us recording <sighs> as of right now he is only on the ballot in nine states but um he might be in a little bit of um election trouble because apparently a lot of the states where he has been trying to submit signatures he has been submitting false signatures oh lord which you know can turn into a federal investigation which it's a federal offense Mm. but um Mm -hmm. him attempting to run for this presidency has a lot of people questioning um the state of his mental health as well as many other things so yeah there's a lot of things going on as far as the presidential election currently you know president likes to tweet a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of things have been said from the democratic nominee a lot of things in relation to african-americans have been said so this is i'm i'm trying to say what i can freely say (laughs) Yeah, we got to stay, you know, nonpartisan. In um, an unbiased way. I'm trying yeah, to say unbiased. what I can say. <laughs> but um, a lot of things have yes. been said. So this is sure to be a very interesting... A lot of, a lot of things were said. A lot of things um, that... Um, but, like, at the end of the day, you know, anybody else influence your own decision. You vote based on what you want. And that's why it's so important to really um, do your research. The school is putting together um, different organizations on campus are putting, that, putting together different programs so that we can um, basically be educated on, you know, what our candidates are standing for, because that's right. the main thing. You know, you want to vote with, you know, a bit of knowledge on what you're voting for, 
what that person stands for and, you know, what kind of things they've done, in the, not necessarily done in the past, but what kind of things that you think they'll do in the future and what they plan to do in the future moving forward. Because um, that's really just, you know, the decision that will look at, you know, how our country is going to be, you know, looking for the next four years. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a very important year to really, like uh, Lauren said, make sure that you're registered to vote. Um, I know if you yeah. are in Georgia, early voting actually starts October 12th through the 30th. So that's a really Which good I will time. be early yeah, voting. Definitely, definitely. Lines are shorter. It's really the best time to vote, y'all. If y'all can do early voting, please do. Especially um, if you're on campus, that's a gives you some time to run home on a weekend and kind of like vote and then come back without having to worry about, you know, because um, voting day is like Tuesday. I know a lot of teachers are giving that class off, but you might not want to run home and then come back on that same day. So try to get early voting in. So like, like you said, make sure you're registered and um, just be educated on the candidates. You know, I know a lot of stuff is going on yes. social media about who it believes what and who did this in the past. But I'm telling you guys, just really educate yourself on these candidates and make sure that you are taking yourself to polls with some knowledge. Yeah, and I will say, um, as far as voting in person, because, um, you know, I know with everything that's going on currently in our state of society with the pandemic and everything, everybody not, may not feel comfortable voting in person. However you vote that is comfortable with you, as long as you vote, that's really all I personally care about. Just yep. please use your voice and vote. Yes, but um, I definitely will say there has been a lot. I personally am choosing the option to vote in person because there has been a lot going on as far as um, questioning the validity of absentee ballots mm -hmm. and the United States Postal Office yeah. and everything. So I would definitely say um, if you do feel comfortable, me personally, I would suggest voting in person. But whatever makes you feel comfortable, just use your voice. And I will say some uh, districts and cities are doing this thing, and I believe Columbus is doing it, where you can uh, fill out a absentee ballot or like a mail-in ballot, and you can take it to the polling place if you don't feel comfortable like going in and waiting in line. It's like a mm -hmm. drop-off bin. You can just drive up, drop it off, and they'll put it, that way you know what's going into the actual, you know, ballot box, you know, and it's not just in a mail where it can end up anywhere, you know. So that's another option you have if you um, want to go, if you don't feel comfortable like getting in the lines and being exposed to that many people, you know, you can still have that option mm -hmm. in some areas. Yes. And in dealing with um, this upcoming election and a lot of things that have been talked about, one of the biggest topics of this summer has been racism, systematic racism. Yes. Um, to put it in plain terms, Black people are fed up. <laughs> we're, we're fed up. <laughs> Point blank, period. Simple. That's the best what it way is. I can describe it. <laughs> we're fed up. Um, and on August 28th, specifically, thousands of people gathered at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C., on the anniversary of the historic March on Washington. Um, many of the people that um, marched were also out there in protest over the recent shooting of Jacob Black in mm -hmm. Kenosha, Wisconsin, the 29-year-old who was shot in the back. Um, many people also spoke, such as family members of George Floyd. Um, some of Breonna Taylor's family members also spoke at the event. Um, Reverend Al Sharpton, you know, he's always there. <laughs> he was out there speaking, and um, it just seemed like such a powerful moment. I actually, my dad was supposed to go, and then because of 
the pandemic and everything, he was a little concerned. And I actually kind of feel bad that he didn't get to go because it just seemed like such a beautiful experience. I wish I would have been able to go. Again, this is this is the time where you have to open your eyes and really pay attention to what is going on in the world. This is the one thing that has upset me the most is most people are treating the Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement as a trend. And it's not a trend. It's something that happens every single day that we need to be aware of. We need to do something about. Y'all are just sitting there and you're only posting for Instagram just so your Black friends can see it. But you're not posting with reason, with purpose, and with the cause. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, yeah. I think one thing with this uh, movement, and I mean, I, I, a lot of people have different, you know, opinions as far as, you know, how allyship should look and what um, is, you know, the role of other people's, uh, you know, other race, non, you know, people of color, what their right. role is in all of this. And I personally think that, I mean, I understand allyship is important and it's important to, you know, um, be in this fight together. But I really hate to see a lot of black people that are pushing so hard for white people to say something. When I mean, I can understand why not they doing anything about it. They can, but at the end of the day, this is not their fight necessarily. And I feel like it's too much energy right. going into. Well, I wouldn't even say necessarily. Says, I would say mm-hmm. period. It's not their fight. Period. It's not, it's is not what I would fight. say because sometimes people take it for they're speaking for us. You can't speak for us. You can stand with us. Mm-hmm. Correct. Definitely. But you can't speak for us definitely and what and I, I will say for i will say for any if there are i don't know if there are any um allies that listen to our show but if there are any allies that are listening one thing that i think that um every ally every non-person of color ally should be aware of is it is not your friends of color it is not their responsibility to educate you it is your responsibility to educate yourself on yeah. what is going on. And it is your responsibility to, there's um, actually, cause I'm taking um, stage management this semester. Oh, how about that? And one mm-hmm. of the things that is a characteristic of being a good stage manager is knowing when to have your mouth shut and your mm-hmm. eyes and ears open. Definitely. And I think that that actually applies really well to this situation because I think um, a lot of allies something that we're not saying, not in a negative way or in like a judgmental way, but just in a, you've spoken for us. I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Non-people of color have spoken for people of color long enough. And it's spoken for us in situations when we didn't need you to speak for us. Mm -hmm. So now is the time for you to maybe close your mouth and keep your eyes and ears open so that you can understand, so that you can hear what we're saying and you can see how we feel. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I feel like a lot of the movement has been, um, and I think, Mel, that's kind of where you were going as far as like how it seems like it's just trending. You know, people are posting about mm-hmm. it and it's this and that and it's, you know, but that's not what it is. It's, this, we're fighting for change. This is everyday life. It's everyday life for, you know, people of color. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like we have to stop looking for, you know, someone else to step in and someone else to show their support and show our own support. And you know what I'm saying? Be out there protesting, you know, peacefully or, you know, however you feel that you can uh, safely um, be engaged in the uh, movement. Uh, Lauren? And because I would say this movement isn't just, um, this movement isn't just affecting um, so much, like obviously it's affecting Black people and everything, but this movement is really making serious strides as of this summer where, you know, um, with everything, 
attempting to reopen during the pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. You've got NBA players that don't want to play, WNBA players, baseball players, like athletes and like people who, you know, are in that position that they can do that. Um, They're threatening to not play in protest, which Mm -hmm. I think is actually really awesome because I do think, I do think that while to some extent they're in a better position than middle class people are i do think it is important to acknowledge the fact that you know that is how they make their living that is how they feed their families and they're choosing not to pro- right they're choosing to protest over their check because they acknowledge that you know this is a situation that's been going on for long enough the police brutality and the systematic racism and you know everything from I can't walk down the street without you looking at me crazy too. I have to wear my hair a certain way to get a job. Like at this point, mm-hmm. enough is enough. So I think it's really cool. Um, some of the people who are in that position to really take a stand, I think it's really cool that, you know, because at the end of the day, a lot of the people who own the N- who own stock in the NBA or who own teams and stuff, a lot of them are not people of color and that's affecting their money. So maybe if we affect your pockets, you'll finally listen to what we're saying. Yeah, and I will say that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that there are, the black community has so much power economically that we can mm-hmm. shut the show down real quick. We can shut the show down <laughs> real quick. But the mm-hmm. problem is, and I feel like there was a shift, but I feel like people are just going back. And it was a, it was a period. I know people say, you know, cancel culture isn't great and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like for individuals, I think it's better to educate somebody than just to like cancel them out. But for companies who have tons of have boards of people making decisions, when they make a wrong decision, they're canceled. That's it. That's all. Especially, um, I'm not going to have to go through companies because I mean, it's, I can go to each each and every one of them. I mean, Fortune 500, I can go down the list, but I'm not going to do that. What I will say is that most of the companies that you buy, you know, your everyday stuff from and things that you might, you know, enjoy to buy, there's a black company selling the same thing. Support your brothers and sisters, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so hard because I just started two companies over the summer: a company selling shea butter and a company selling apparel. And it's yes, so Mr. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yes, sir. But it's so hard for um, black entrepreneurs because you're already a small business, and then on top of that, you're a minority-owned business. So that kind of yeah. gives you, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's two strikes against you already. You know what I'm saying? And then people always are going to these big companies for things. And part of it is convenience. It's like, I, and I, I, follow, I fall victim to it. It's a lot easier to go to Walmart and buy my fruit or my food or whatever I'm buying from Walmart. It's a lot easier to order whatever I order off of Amazon. But there's a website called webuyblack.com where you can order a lot of your everyday products. And I think I brought this up on the show before. Um, over the summer, they actually are doing these... Um, uh, what's it called? Big black bags, and we could do it. We're doing another episode on you know black entrepreneurship, and I'll get more into it. But mm-hmm. for now, there's just uh, like I said, we buy black.com. We the um, big black bag, you get like 25, 50, um, they have hundred dollar levels. Um, and you can just get like a $25 bag, and it sends you a couple of um, black owned <laughs> products that are good products. I've been doing this using this uh, true detergent, which is a black owned uh, laundry detergent, and it's better than getting tired or game. And it's black owned and it's like natural and vegan and all that kind of good stuff. So, I mean, like, I'm not losing and it's not that expensive. I mean, you really got to look at these companies and see which companies you can support that um, will actually benefit you because a lot of them will. And I would just also like to bring up the fact, um, you know, 
the thing that's really been fueling this movement is a lot of the um, police brutality cases. We had a lot of wonderful lives lost this year. Um, Ahmaud Arbery, um, George Floyd, our beautiful sister, Breonna Taylor, who, whose officers have not been arrested nor charged as of the recording of this episode. Um, Jacob Black, most recently Jacob Black, who as of this episode, by the grace of God, is still alive, um, who is now paralyzed. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot. This, this semester, 2020 as a whole, has just been a lot. And I think with everything that's been going on, Black people, are, we're just really, we're fed up. Definitely. And, you know, me and my mom actually were talking about this. And I think one of the reasons that things really did hit the fan uh, this time around, because, you know, police brutality and uh, the police killing Black people and racial injustice has been going on for damn near ever. <laughs> it's nothing new. It's nothing um, new. But I think one thing that really made the movement hit the fan this year is because of the pandemic, everybody was already at home, folks, mm -hmm. jobs weren't secure. There was already a lot of tension in the air just from the <laughs> pandemic. And then on top of that, they still killing Black people. So folks say, you know what, I, I can't, I can't, I can't sit around no more. And I feel like that's really the reason that uh, this thing is hitting the fan. And what I really ch challenge folks to do is, you know, is, you know, um, when we get to a point where, you know, Corona is finally going to leave us alone, um, we mm -hmm. have to keep the movement going. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. we get changed. I feel like a lot of protests right now are very um, for show <laughs> to a certain extent. Where it's like you're just out here protesting, but you're not out there protesting for something. You know, back in the day, they had sit-ins, and they sat there until they were removed or until they were served. They didn't sit in a sit-in for ten minutes and then say, "Okay, y'all, let's leave." They sat there until they were served or until they were thrown out. You know what I'm saying? And right. a lot of folks, they're not ready to do that sacrifice. They're not ready to. They're not ready to put their, you know, uh, stuff on the line like that, where they might go to jail if they don't. You know what I'm saying? And I feel but like. But I will say, mm -hmm. if you don't feel comfortable protesting. There are other ways because yeah, I, yeah, I'll be honest. Well. Um, I was not when everything you know really hit the fan in Atlanta and we were having like the two week straight protests and everything. I will be honest, I was not out there downtown mm -hmm. protesting. I, I, I was not. My it was for me and my family personally, it was just a situation of safety, which definitely let me be very clear. I commend any and everybody who felt comfortable and who risked their lives going out there mm -hmm. because I was seeing people getting tear gassed and getting yeah, beaten kind of down and getting assaulted and stuff by the people who are supposed to protect them. So I commend anybody who can do it. And I commend anybody that did do it. Cause I think it's a wonderful thing. It was just for me and my family personally, it was a safety issue, mm -hmm. which I mean, I'm an only child, you know, my, mm -hmm. my parents, they don't got spares. <laughs> so it, it was just, it was just, I mean, it was just a safety thing where it was, you know, they didn't, none of us really felt comfortable as far as let's go out there and just the way that they were treating them. But um, I will say while I didn't protest, I did use what little platform I have and the voice that I have to um, sign petitions. I helped a lot of people in my community organize the things that they um, were planning to do in my small little city area that I live in. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mm -hmm. got 50 million followers, but I, I got 
two or three hundred that need to know. So I made sure, you know, Snapchatting, yes. Instagramming and all that stuff. Just because you don't, you don't have to have 50 million followers. You don't have to be a reality star. You don't have to be all that to use your voice is Definitely. what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have Some, to be up there and famous. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just saying something is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing, uh, I kind of want to go back to what my point that I just made a little bit as far as, you know, um, how protests are set up now. And like I do, honestly, like like you said, people were out there getting shot with rubber bullets and mm-hmm. um, getting, you know, like you said, tear gassed and all that kind of crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just like it, back in the day when they were spraying us down with water hoses and all that kind of crazy stuff. So I do commend all of you who are out there doing that. What, the reason that I say that protests now are looking a little are looking different is because there is, and I and, and I can't deny it. There's a lack of organization. I feel like it might be a flyer that go around that somebody, you never know who made it, but somebody made a little flyer that says we're going to go to the city hall and sit on the steps. And then it usually says from like four to five. <laughs> and from four to five, what, what have you accomplished is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And what ends up happening a lot of times is you have uh, instigators. And I'm sure everybody heard about all the instigation going on where you might show up to a protest location and then you, there's a stack of bricks there <laughs> just for somebody to start some mess and then you have people who are going out there who aren't out there for the right reasons who are starting to you know just start up hell for no reason y'all know what i'm trying to say and i feel like if we have a have it organized from the jump where it's like okay we're gonna go stand right here we're gonna stand there silence and we're gonna stay there until um until they change this policy right my thing is, if it's organized on that level, when somebody come out there acting a the fool, there's one fool out of a hundred non-fools. So somebody gonna say, "Hey, you, get yourself together." You know what I'm saying? That's if it's organized from the jump. But if it's already o- organized, kind of loose in the beginning, then it's either for somebody to come out there acting a fool, and like we always say, "Monkey see, monkey do." So somebody starting a fool, and everybody starting a fool, and then it end up being a whole mess. So my thing is, we really, and, and that's one thing that our generation, I think, is lacking is a, a, a true leader of the movement you know what i'm saying because when you think about civil rights you had dr king you had malcolm x like we said john lewis you know who just passed we had those leaders but they're gone you know what i'm saying who is going to step up to be that next person who is going to lead the movement and that's the real question that we got to ask ourselves well i mean i i agree that you know certain protests and things could be more organized and everything but i mean I remember talking to my mom and my aunt and my grandmother about it. And um, something that my mom said to me was she was like, I think white people are starting to understand we may not be Martin or we may not be Malcolm or we may, or we may not be Angela mm-hmm. or whoever. We may not be them, but she was like, I think white people are starting to understand these are the grandchildren of Martin. Yeah. These are the grandchildren yeah. of Malcolm. These are the grandchildren of Angela. And they are as fed up as they were. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that we, you know, don't have leadership necessarily because I've seen like, shoot, you know what? Say what you want about reality stars and say what you want about celebrities and all that. But I tell you one thing, somebody that I have such a newfound respect for, Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She is somebody I have such a newfound respect for, Mm -hmm. where not that I didn't have respect for her before, but that woman has a child, she has a family, and she has a brand. 
and she is risking all of that. She's been arrested on what three times? Protesting, protesting for George Floyd and protesting for Jacob Black and protesting for Breonna Taylor. And she has been out there getting tear gassed and getting beaten down with everybody else. So I wouldn't necessarily say that we don't have leadership because I feel like somebody in that position who, in my opinion, has a lot to lose, mm-hmm. that shows me leadership and her being like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a lot to lose, but that doesn't change the fact that right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, and I can see that. Um, so my thing with it is really just, like I said, I think um, having organized, pro- and I see that there are leaders, you know, arising. And what what really is, you know, messing it up is that people, if it, it, it's two problems. One, it's too many people who want to lead and a lot of people don't know how to. And then another problem yes. is that too many people will follow anybody. And those yes. are two real issues we have. So we do have some leaders who are coming up who are, I mean, great leaders who will really be able to carry this movement. But then you also have leaders who are trying to put stuff together, but they don't really know what they're doing. So it kind of falling off because they try to put it together, but it's not playing through. And then you have fools come out, like I just said, and they throw it off. And then you have people yeah. who from the beginning, they will lead, they will follow anybody. If you say we're going to go burn down doggone McDonald's, they just going to be like, oh yeah. And it's going to jump, run out there and just start, and, and it ended up being a mess. So I feel yeah. like that's where the problem comes in, is that it's 20 people who will follow anybody, and then there's leaders who don't really know how to lead. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it takes a village. And I mean, I also think fools are inevitable. You're going to find yeah, a fool wherever you go. I can walk outside my front door right now, and I promise you I'll see a fool walking by me in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think... You ain't lying, now. You ain't lying. But I think the important no. thing is... I think the important thing is um, where this might be something that the news needs to fix, where we're getting shown the fool a lot more than we're getting shown the leader. We're getting That's shown right. the That's idiot one, out there... That is a problem. Setting stuff on fire and trying to blow stuff up Especially, that we are seeing the people peace. Because it's not that they're not out there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that they're not being shown us. It's that we're not seeing exactly. They want to show us the and people the showing his behind all day, but they don't want to show right. us and the, the person word, laying down. Words people. that they place. And right. the words that they label us as. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know if y'all have seen it. I think I mentioned it before. But it's that Instagram post where they take the 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 recording of how they depict the protest and they put it over you know like white people like riding based off yeah, of a baseball game that. and their favorite baseball team winning and putting their theirs on top of ours where right and it's like we're always depict like they always want to show the part where like you said we're showing our behind and like there's things going on that didn't play that didn't play out right but the words like thugs and these criminals and stuff like that, but you put it on top, but you switch out the audio for something just as simple as white people rioting for baseball games. And it's like, look at these teens um, happily celebrating their baseball team winning and stuff like that. When there's this, there's this far more worse than what mm-hmm. actually happened at ours. Definitely. Um, the news, and, and that's one thing with the media, like, oh my goodness, the media, I just, I just hate it. I really do. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, um, we can change it uh, through not, not just our show right now, but as we, you know, matriculate through our careers, 
Um, but the media is very biased, and it really is. And I don't want to really get too much into that because we are kind of running, running low on time. But it really yeah. is biased because even outside of just the movement, because you are right, Mel, they go out and protest. And uh, one thing that my mom would say a lot is that, and that's one of the reasons why I say like it has to be planned because it, all it takes is one per- Like you said, it takes one person to do some stupid stuff. And then that's where the camera going to go. The news going to run to them, ask them what they're doing, get everything they're doing, and miss this whole bit of organization behind them. They only show it. Miss it's the like, they just show meaning of it all. They, they miss the whole meaning. And I feel like, um, and even before everything hit the fan this year, regular things, like when you, whenever you saw any kind of, you know, report of a black person doing something versus a white person doing something, it's always two completely different media coverages. For a black person, I can go, and y'all know how I'm always suited and booted. I'm suited and booted right now. And if I was to just make one mistake and go down there and steal something from a gas station, they're going to find, they're going to be done had to make up some picture of me like in a hoodie or something because I don't even wear hoodies. They're going to have to Photoshop a, a picture to put on the news. But a white person mm-hmm. who ain't never wore a suit in their life can go and they can kill 15 people at the gas station and they're they going to find the cleanest Sunday's best to throw on the news and say a disturbed right. child did this down Disturbed, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and the news and, and the media is so biased and I really hate it. I really do hate the media. I don't even watch the news. I don't even watch it because it's too mm-hmm. much mess. You do better just to find your own stuff and just do your research, honestly, because it just depends. One thing that I will say that the news um, has been very good in keeping us informed on is the status of Mm COVID-19. We're we're dealing with our presidential election coming up and we're dealing with Mm -hmm. um, racism and everything in the middle of one of the biggest pandemics that we have seen in years. And and let's Um, say, let's say this. The pandemic, it ain't over. It's not a trend. It's oh, no, crazy. it's far from over. Currently, it's the CDC lies. is projecting more than 200,000 coronavirus deaths in the U.S. by September 19th, which is only in a couple of weeks. Um, exactly. The White House has confirmed that um, the White House race will not, the White House races for a vaccine will continue whether President Trump is reelected or not. So they have confirmed that they will continue to look for a vaccine regardless of the outcome of the election. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're dealing with all this, you know, things were shut down for a lot of months. And I, I know a lot of things didn't even really reopen until June. And now we are dealing with the issue of schools reopening yes. in the middle of a pandemic. Um, many people want to send their kids back. Many people feel like they need their kids to go back to school. Um, And a lot of parents don't want to send their kids back to school. I know some of my family members, they're homeschooling their kids because they're like, they're not sending their kids back to school, whether the county is open or not. I will say I'm actually shocked at my county, my hometown county, Cobb County. Because mm-hmm. Cobb County, gonna call them out. child, they wait to, I'm just saying, child, Cobb County waits to the last minute to make a decision on anything. And I was shocked that they didn't send them back. They are actually doing online schooling. Yeah. Which I was uh, as well as Gwinnett. Uh, a lot in Atlanta. As well as Gwinnett County. Um, Paulding County, although our neighboring county, Paulding County has sent their children back. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of Paulding County's um, students, she posted a picture of a lot of students that weren't wearing masks. And it got a lot of news attention to the point where she was suspended. And then her suspension was later lifted. She received death threats and everything. Um, 
many from students that she went to school with. It was a whole, it was ridiculous. Yeah, Simply is. because she posted a picture to make people aware that you're sending your children back to school and a lot of them are not wearing masks and your county doesn't care. They don't. Yeah, with me, I've, I've been torn from the beginning. Not necessarily that I think that the virus is not real or anything like that. I think the virus is very real and everybody should be taken. Very alive. Very here. But, um, and I'm kind of straight in the line here. Let me actually, never mind. <laughs> We're going to cut this part out. Never mind. Because as of August 27th, there have been 260,590 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Georgia. That's just in the state of Georgia. That's not even talking about the U.S. Exactly. Exactly. What we need to be mindful of, as we come back, well, we are already back in Columbus at school. There are live COVID cases at school, and they're going on right now. But also be mindful of who you hang out with and what's your mindset. Are you hanging out with people who want to go out, want to catch it? Or are you paying attention to the rules in place where it's like, yes, stay in your dorm. These online classes aren't online classes so you can be lazy and not do anything and not go to classes. They're in place so they can keep you safe and that you can learn from a distance at your own pace or with your Zoom classes. Yes, and um, I will say, I think our experience is a little different where let me pick my words very wisely (laughs) because because I want to be clear I'm not in any way saying that this virus is not serious and this isn't a real issue let me be very clear that's not what I'm saying but do I understand the point of view of some of the parents who they got six and seven year old kids that they don't want to keep at home because if their kid is at home, that means they can't go to work and provide for their kid. And mm-hmm. you can't call a babysitter because you're concerned about the babysitter and who they've been around. And if they've got exactly. it, I can understand that point of view. Yes. Where our, when our parents don't have to worry about that. We're grown. Even if we were still at home, we can watch ourselves yeah. take care of ourselves. Right. But I do understand right. the point of view of the mom or even I can understand the point of view of the single mom who's got an elementary school age kid and she can't stay home and watch her kid and make sure that her kid is doing their homework and doing this and doing that. But she also doesn't want to leave her kid with a stranger Mm. who might've been around other people that she don't know. So, I mean, I do understand the point of view of some parents where they would rather their kid be back at school. Cause at least if their kid is back at school, they're taken care of to some extent. Extent, yeah. But I will say Good. I don't necessarily agree with schools being open. Mm-hmm. For me, I think that it really is. I, I feel like part of the risk falls to the person. Because, um, like, I, I feel like for, like, elementary school and things like that, it is a lot harder to reopen. I, feel, I understand the need completely because for a lot of parents, it's hard. Like, they're not teachers, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not entirely sure how each school is doing the whole, like, online learning thing. But a lot of parents are really struggling trying to teach their kids because they're, they're not teachers. Um, but my, my thing with schools opening, especially on the higher level, I think, like, um, certain high schools and then, like, especially on the university level. Um, for high schools, it's hard because a lot of them are overcrowded. I know my alma mater is overcrowded. So them going back would be an extreme risk risk yeah um but i feel like for college a lot of the risk falls to the person and that's why the school has put policies in place and at the end of the day you got to make smart decisions i mean that's really what it, it boils down to 
because just like me and you and uh, us going to class, that's the same as, you know, an adult going to work. They go to work right. and they have to make sure that they, they have to go to work. You know what I'm saying? And when they go to work, they just have to take care of themselves, make sure they got their mask on, they're using hand sanitizer, they're wiping stuff down because at the end of the day, that's what they have to do. And it's at the end of the day, it's their risk. And because right. I tell you, a lot of people talking about as far as the whole mask situation, talking about you don't wear the mask for you, you wear it for other people. Child, please, I'll be honest. I'll wear the mask for myself. I ain't worried about the rest of y'all. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest. I'm not, like, I'm not wearing, I mean, not that I don't care about other people because I do, but I'm not wearing the mask to benefit the person walking on the street. Shoot, I'm wearing a mask to benefit myself because I don't know what the person walking on the street got. Right. Well, now, we'll right. The, with, the, with the way the science has been explained, uh, the mask don't really stop you from getting it. It just stops you from spreading it. So even if uh, the person walking on the I street I want to keep my germs to myself, and I don't yeah, want no germs getting all up in you. Is that you're keeping the germs to yourself. Um, they don't really keep them off you, though. And there's been a lot of co controversy about masks also. Um, I saw a post up and it actually did tickle me. Um, so it was basically, it, it had a list of masks that are mandated for different things. Like if you're working around like smoke or if you're working around uh, different chemicals or even if you like our spray paint and stuff like that, the masks that are used for that. And then it had a little paper mask that they're using for the deadliest virus on the world. You know what I'm saying? And it's been a lot of, and it took, I'm not gonna lie, it, it tickled me. It did tickle me. Um, <laughs> and I feel like uh, with the mask, they do provide a lot of protection, but it's not end all be all. The mask is not a, yeah. a shield that's just going to keep the corona away from you. That's why I say you got to make sure you're wiping down your surfaces when you're coming mm -hmm. in, in and out your classes. Um, actually, our promote if you go into any of your classes on um, campus, this is kind of like CSU specific. So for everybody in the community, this is for CSU people. But when you walk into your classes, you will see a spray bottle and uh, paper towels in the back, so you can wipe down mm -hmm. your, wipe down your desk. Uh, they want you to you it's you know your choice to wipe it down coming in i would wipe it down you know you don't know who was there behind you but they also really encourage you guys to wipe down when you leave as well for the next person um that kind of stuff keeps people safe you know what i'm saying because you wearing a mask is great but if you have it you have your mask on but if you sit in a seat and you putting yourself all in the seat and on a desk then the person who sits in that same seat they might end up getting it you know what i'm saying so make sure that right. you're not just wearing your mask and make sure that you're still washing your hands and using hand sanitizer wiping stuff down um, and even face shields. Face shields are actually very effective in uh, permit, preventing the spread. I haven't seen any on campus yet, but face shields. I've seen a couple of professors with them. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of seen professors because it helps with yeah. like communicating with uh, yes. students who may um, need like lip read and things like that. But face shields provide a lot of protection as well. So look into those as well. Um, also and I will say um, for the students that, you know, they do their grocery shopping and everything. You know, every now and then, I know um, Clorox has made a statement saying that they are going to have a shortage of wipes up until next year. I do know that they have made that statement. Yeah, so, but there are, right, there, that's what I'm saying. There are, there are off-brand alternatives. So, you know, um, just because you may think they, oh, they probably don't have it. You know, if you're grocery shopping or whatever, if you're in Walmart or Sam's Club or whatever it is that you shop, you know, just peek over there in the cleaning supply section because I know that stuff has been, you know, slim pickings lately. So, you know, just pop over there every now and then because you never know. Because, shoot, my family member, they were they were able to find a lot of, like, Clorox alternatives, like wipes and sprays and everything. They mm -hmm. were able to find a lot of alternatives. 
Yeah, and, and if you can, try to get there early. Yeah, all you gotta make sure it's like, you're using is uh, what is it? Um, alcohol based. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly the percentage you need. It has at least sixty percent alcohol. So as long as you have anything that's alcohol based, then you should be fine as far as hand sanitizer and uh, wipes go. Yes, because it might be nice to see the the name brand, but there's always something else that could help. Just the same. But yes, um, main thing that we want to plug is we just want everybody to be safe. You know, at the end of the day, if you can, Mm -hmm. please wear a mask. Please wash your hands whenever you took, like, I wash my hands every time after I cook, after I eat. Mm -hmm. If I'm, you know, leaving a classroom, I like run and either wash my hands and make sure I got hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. If you're able to find some hand sanitizer, try to keep some of that on you. I keep, I keep a hand sanitizer in my bag and I keep one, you know, in my car. So if I'm going through drive through or something, I give somebody my card and I take it back, wipe my hand down because somebody mm-hmm. else just touched my card. And it's like, you know, just little things, which in all honesty, I kind of feel like we all probably should have been this more concerned about germs honestly, before. This is just, I feel like a lot of it is basic practice. You use a bathroom, we should have been like this, but it's good. <laughs> better late than never. Yeah, better late than never. Better late than never. But um, but yeah, like what I um, said. Mm? Ooh, one thing I definitely do want to plug. Um, if you can get some from Walmart, something that I personally have been doing, trying to keep you know my immune system healthy and everything. Um, vitamin C, mm-hmm. vitamin D, um, yep. zinc. Eat your you can get the little emergency um packets that you put in water. Yep. That yep. stuff is really good for keeping your immune system healthy and, and you know trying to combat colds and stuff. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but also flu season. season is right around the corner. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're keeping your immune system up. One thing that I use is called CMOS. Um, you can look it up. Um, you can put in like your tea and coffee and stuff like that. And it has mm-hmm. tons of minerals that are great for the body. It has so many benefits outside just immune support um, that you guys can look in. I could talk about it later in another episode. But we do need to wrap up for today. Um, this was a great discussion. We talked about some um, stuff with the election. We got into the pandemic and, you know, the racial state of the country so i think basically the last six months of all of our lives honestly that's <laughs> yes summarize, everything summarize, summarize, um we summarize quarantine <laughs> to put it so now one, we're one we're caught up so that we can talk about stuff for the semester definitely yes um so you guys like i said i hope you guys are adjusting well to being back on campus and you guys are enjoying your classes on um, whether they're online hybrid or um in person um but as far as from Black on the Proud team and Cougar Radio, we really welcome you back and we want you guys to be safe and have a wonderful semester. Bye. Bye, y'all. We out. Black on the Proud was produced with the cooperation of the student staff of 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio and the CSU Department of Communications Department Chair, Dr. Gibson. Dr. Bruce Getz is WCUG's faculty advisor. You can listen to this show and other shows on 88.5 FM. Tune in or SoundCloud.